Hi, and welcome to the Feeling Full Podcast. I'm Mordechai, an entrepreneur and coach who struggled with being overweight for nearly two decades, but since 2012, I've lost 130 pounds and have kept it off. Join me and discover how it's possible and even simple to lose weight with ease without dieting or intense workouts. One of the six foundational pillars of sustainable weight loss is your habits. And I'm extra stoked about this one because I'm a total habit nerd. All right. Thanks for listening. Let's get right to it. All right. So today's episode is all about habits and how do habits relate to your ability to lose weight and keep it off, right? Because obviously we all want weight loss, but we all ultimately want to feel in control of our weight and not yo-yo, right? Not yo-yo up and up and down. So how do we actually do that? Well, one of the ways that you can do that is by creating positive habits, right? Because by creating positive habits in your life, you make it a lot easier and sustainable. So an average adult makes 35,000 decisions on any given day. Let me just repeat that, 35,000 decisions on any given day. And studies by neurobiologists and cognitive psychologists talk about the fact that Close to 95% of our behaviors and thoughts, speech, and action are all habitual, right? So that means that most of the things that we're doing and thinking and saying every single day are come from our habits and conditioning, right? So just imagine this. Imagine there's 100 horses running down a field. 95 of those horses are pulling one way. Five of those horses are pulling another way. The 5% of your mind that wants to lose weight Usually we'll go on a diet, use discipline and willpower, follow a, a diet, whether it's the Atkins, Paleo, South Beach, you name it, this diet's going to do the trick. This diet's going to work. That's the 5%, the discipline, the willpower, the conviction that I'm going to do it. Today's a new day, right? That's the conviction. The 95 horses are your unconscious mind and beliefs and everything else that is going to um, do whatever it's normally accustomed to doing. So if you get triggered at a certain time, if you get emotional at a certain time, or if you just like to enjoy certain types of foods, you're just going to be following whatever patterns and habits that you have, right? This is one of the fundamental reasons why diets don't work long-term. And again, when I say diets, I'm talking about fad diets. And the reason is because you're only using the 5% of your mind. And obviously, if you have 95 horses pulling the opposite direction of what you want consciously, you're not going to go the way of the five horses. You're going to go the way of the 95 horses, no matter how much willpower or discipline you have. And this is actually why most people who lose weight gain it back, because there's only so long willpower and discipline will actually last before it runs out, right? Willpower and discipline depreciate pretty quickly. So it's really interesting to think about. If you want this long term, you really want to get the 95 horses to the programming of your choice. And the way to do that is to create positive habits. So think about some of the habits that are already existing in your life. Like think about the way you eat your food. When you hold a fork, when you put the fork in your hand, do you think about which hand you're going to hold it in? Or do you think about how you're going to hold your fork or knife? When you pick up the phone, do you think about what hand you're using to pick up the phone? Or if you're typing a message, do you think about how you're doing that? Maybe the way you get dressed or tie your shoes or brush your teeth. All of these things are done through habit. And the reason is because in order for us to conserve enough energy to live, and to live our everyday lives, our bodies are designed in this way, which we are able to retain information and do things in habitual ways. So for long-term weight loss, the trick is to develop healthy habits that are just aligned with the outcomes that you desire. So I want to share a story with you how I overcame one of my addictive tendencies around my cell phone. I used to be really addicted to taking my phone 
and using it at nighttime. And if I couldn't sleep at night, I would simply get on my phone, start scrolling social media, texting friends, browsing the internet, and then I put it down and then get up in the middle of the night, wake up to go to the bathroom and pick up the phone to see what time it was, respond to messages again. I wasn't getting a good night sleep. And that affected my work. It affected my ability to, to stay on, on a healthy eating track the next day to make healthy choices. Everything is wonky when you don't get a great night's sleep. And so I decided that I was going to try something new. I, I, I may have watched a speech. I read a book. I'm not even sure where I was inspired to do this, but I was inspired to try to charge my phone outside of my room because I realized that there was somebody else who said they did this and it worked really well to break this habit of being on your phone at night. So I took my phone the next night and I tried it and I plugged it in in the kitchen. And lo and behold, I got a much better night's sleep. And I obviously woke up and thought about getting on the phone, but I was like, ah, oh, it's in the other room. I'm not going to do it. And this helped me with a few things. One, it helped me get a better night's sleep. I slept much better. And that had a really positive ripple effect in many areas of my life. And also, this also helped me deal with the emotions that I was feeling at night. So at nighttime, if I'm feeling stressed or if I, if I was feeling lonely or whatever the emotion was coming up for me in the past, I would go on my cell phone to distract myself. I don't know if that ever happens to you, but it happened to me often. And here I was, it, it wasn't there. So it was out of sight, out of mind. And I would very rarely would I get up and go use the phone. I want to share this idea that many behavior psychologists talk about, you know, Charles Duggan, the power of habit. They all talk about this idea of the habit loop and the cue, the craving, routine, reward. Those are the four elements to a habit, right? So the cue is obviously the trigger that initiates the behavior. So the cue for me would be, you know, feeling lonely or feeling stressed in bed, and I would then go reach for the phone. So feeling an uncomfortable emotion, the cue is the initiate the behavior, right? Then there's a the craving, right? So the craving of wanting to be distracted, craving of wanting the phone, and the routine is the action that you take. Pick up the phone, get on the phone, text, browse, swipe, whatever it is. The reward that I was getting was I was numbing the emotion. I couldn't sleep and now I was distracted. I wasn't feeling a difficult emotion anymore. So to unpack this a little bit more, to get rid of a habit completely, what you want to do is you want to remove the cue. Because if you remove the cue, the habit completely disappears. In the phone example that I shared, I removed the cue from my room. I took the phone out and put it in the living room. And then what happened was it completely went away, right? Now there's no cue anymore. So this kind of goes with any cue in your life. So think about your life right now. What's one cue that something is very easily accessible? So for example, maybe there's ice cream in the freezer and at nighttime you feel emotions that are uncomfortable or daytime, whatever it is, any time of day, it really is irrelevant. And in those moments, you think about the ice cream or maybe it's cookies or maybe it's almonds, fill in the blank. And you go to the freezer. I use ice cream a lot in my examples because I am a past ice cream lover and used to be one of my favorite foods. So I would open the freezer and eat ice cream if I was feeling those emotions. So let's say I took the ice cream out of the freezer and now I didn't keep any ice cream in my freezer anymore. This is something I started doing years ago. And if I wanted ice cream, now I needed to go to the store, you know, get dressed, get in the car, go to the store, whatever I needed to do to go there. Now it's much more difficult to actually do. So here we are getting rid of the queue completely. That's this behavior on a micro level, but let's look at this big picture, right? So if you want to change your life and you want to think about the broad strokes that you can change, there's this idea that James Clear talks about. It's called identity-based habits. So what are identity-based habits? Identity-based habits are habits that are based on your identity of who you are. 
if I was to ask your best friends how they would define you as somebody, they may say you're somebody who's into fitness, you're somebody who loves to cook, you're somebody who's generous, whatever the defining characteristics of you are, that is somewhat of your identity, part of your identity. So you can actually consciously choose the identity you want to have. So there's an identity formed just by being who you are. And then let's say you want to become somebody who's into fitness. Now your friends are going to start looking at you as somebody who's into fitness. So you start putting on your fitness clothes, you start going to the gyms, you start working out, you start inviting your friends to workout classes. All of a sudden you start building this reputation of an identity of uh, living into this identity. And now that becomes an identity-based habit because people start identifying you as that. That is a powerful mirror into who you are, and that will encourage you to want to do the thing more. So creating identity-based habits for the identity that you want to have. So if you want to be somebody who works out and you want you become somebody who eats healthy, you start formulating that identity and it becomes a lot easier to live into it. Another really powerful idea around habits is this idea of habit stacking. So habit stacking is another form of like, for example, let's say in the morning you brush your teeth, which I I hope you do. It's definitely encouraged. And you want to be a little bit more grateful. So let's say every time you brush your teeth, you say to yourself, I'm going to say one thing I'm grateful for. And what that does is that builds up every morning you go to brush your teeth, you start to remember what's one thing I'm grateful for. And then after doing that for 30 or 60 or 90 days, you start building another habit on top of that. Maybe it's do five push-ups, right? My, my dad actually told me that one of the habits that he started forming recently was when he's brewing his coffee, while he's waiting for his coffee to brew, he gets down and does a set of push-ups. And every day, my dad loves coffee. So every day when he does that, he's doing these, his set of push-ups and that's formulating this habit stack that he's building in the morning. So while you're choosing which habits to create, I just want to encourage you to start really slow and break habits out to the smallest piece that you can break it out to. So for example, let's say you know you want to start working out. I would recommend to start with the smallest thing you can do. So whether it's putting your sneakers on in the morning and going for a five-minute walk, maybe it's just putting your, your workout clothes on and not working out at all, but just doing something over a long period of time, 30, 60, 90 days, will start to make it much easier to do. And you may not see immediate results in terms of your weight or the scale, but what you're going to start grading yourself on and measuring your success on is your ability to be consistent. Because for long-term weight loss and permanent weight loss, the game is not in how hard you can go. It's about how long you can do something for. It's not how intense you can do that thing for. So I think it's really important to think about consistency over intensity because consistency ensures that the thing is going to last because the more you do it and the more you realize that it's beneficial for you, the more you're going to be motivated to continue doing the thing, right? So I want to leave you with one piece of optional homework, of course, which is write down what you think you're known for. Take a pen, paper, and your notepad. Just write down three or four ways that you are known amongst your friends or family. Maybe you're a morning person. Maybe you're somebody who's always down to have fun. Maybe you're somebody who's always down to support a friend, right? Whatever you are known for, write it down. And then I want you to write out three new ways that you want to be known. Maybe in the next year, maybe in the next two years, but what are three new ways that you want to be known? And here, what we're going to do is we're going to start planting seeds for you to form your future identity of yourself. 
I hope this is really helpful, friends. Habits are, it's the real work. So it's like you're building a strong foundation. So just imagine you're building a house. You wouldn't just go out and put the house on a piece of land. First, you would, you know, dig a hole. You put the metal framing for the home. And then slowly you would start to build it up. And that's the way I want you to think about your habits. The habits are things that are built over long periods of time. And the more you do them, the easier they become and the more you enjoy doing them. They get much more enjoyable. So the trick is to keep it simple, keep it easy and be gentle with yourself through this process because if you're listening to this show, I bet you're one of the people who are in this for the long haul. You're ready to do this. You're doing it already and you're making big changes in your life. But it all starts with the really, really smallest possible thing that you can do and being consistent with that thing. I hope this resonates with you and I wish you lots of luck on your continued journey and look forward to seeing you in another episode soon. That's it for us today, friends. Thanks for listening. Do you know someone who's struggling right now? If they could use some support, please share this episode with them. If you wanna keep in touch, subscribe wherever you get your podcast or sign up to my weekly emails at feelingfull.com where I unpack what I'm learning about weight loss and share ways we can all live healthier, more fulfilling lives. Take care, be well, and feel full.